Well, all right. Hey, welcome back. You are not getting Pastor Rob today. You are getting me. In fact, if you've been at uh, each of our three services, you've gotten someone different at each one of them. And, uh, and it's been a fun and amazing day. I think how many communicators do we have across the house? 21 different speakers across all campuses this weekend. So every service, every campus has gotten to hear a different voice. And so again, today, uh, we started off with, uh, with Dr. Johnny Granger, our Go Kids director, who got us started, brought an amazing word. And then Pastor Dave, obviously, with, uh, with our middle service and just did an amazing job, crushed it. So I love, yeah, yeah, come on. And so for you, you get me, I'm the closer. I'm going to bring it all in together, and we're going to finish this off. And uh, it, hey, really quick, who's been here for all three services? Okay, so some of the interns, production booth, of course, you kind of had to be here for that. Okay, well, you're on the worship team, man. You were on the worship team. But uh, anyhow, uh, who's here, been here for two services? Okay, we got a few. We got a few. Awesome, awesome. Okay, well, hey, I'm going to try to bring it for you guys. Uh, it is really amazing. You know, I, I, what I love about this weekend is how we, uh, when Pastor Rob was, was helping to stream about it, he gave us a passage, and he says, hey, I want you to w- preach on this passage, but I love that he kind of gave us, uh, how do I say, um, creativity and being able to take it in the way that we feel God is letting us to. And so every service has been a little bit of that. And so to me today, uh, we're going to start us off with the same passage that he talked about. And it's Acts chapter 10, verse 34, where it says, Peter fairly exploded. Now really quick, this is a message version. So it's, you know, there's a little emphasis here, but I don't know what fairly exploded means. I would have just said Peter exploded with, you know, uh, really pumped about it. But Peter fairly exploded with his good news. It's God's own truth. Nothing could be plainer. God plays no favorites, makes no difference who you are or where you come from. If you want God and you are ready to do as he says, the door is open. And I love that because uh, for us, uh, doorways are very much a part of our lives. If you woke up this morning, you've woke up and you went through many different doorways. In fact, by coming into this very room, you went to at least two different doorways. And I love the, the idea of doors, how they present uh, a reality or an expectation of what God may do in our lives. For sometimes it's maybe not as just spiritual as that. Sometimes it's like, I'm just trying to get to the kitchen. I'm trying to open the door to the fridge because I just need to get whatever is in there. But sometimes... It's a matter of saying, you know what? I'm going to church today. I'm going to walk through these doors. I'm going to say, God, here am I. What would you speak to me today? And so I love that all of us here today have that in common, that we walk through the door, the front door, say into God's house and say, here I am. God, speak to me. And in this, ver- in this, in this, in this verse that we just read, um, to me, I, I, what I couldn't shake was the idea of that God presents a series of many open doors in our lives but how do you know that God also closes doors in our lives as well? And sometimes that's not even easy. In fact, that is one of the hardest things to ever go through is when God opens a, or closes a door that you want it open. Or on the other side, God opens a door that you are fearful of walking through. But then there's a third one too is that sometimes we try to force the door open that was never meant for us. And so today we're going to unpack that. We're going to unravel that. Uh, I love that uh, here at this church, our doors, uh, open doors mean salvation. It means growth. It means faith. It means uh, people actively engaging with their Savior, with the Holy Spirit to say, God, we're going to change the world. We're not just going to change the world uh, here and there. We're going to change the world here in our lives and around us, in our neighborhoods, in our schools, in our workplaces. And so our lives are a result in, in, in saying, you know what, we're going to bring salvation. We're going to bring hope because we know, as our song says here at River Valley Church, hope has a name and his name is Jesus. 
And so again, God is, uh, God is a God of open doors. He really is. He's not a God that necessarily wants to restrict us. He will restrict us when he has to, but God is a God of opportunity. You know, my brother, uh, he's had the uh, incredible opportunity to be uh, really friends with very influential sports figures. And so for me, I've had the chance by association of being his brother to go on many different uh, sporting events. If you know me, you know that I love sports. In fact, uh, before Jesus, sports was this thing that kept me out of trouble. And so I, I put a lot of stock into it, but not more than my, my relationship with Jesus, okay? Uh, but, uh, but I really love it. And so being obviously his brother and he says, hey, we, we have this opportunity to go here and there do you want to come with? And just about every time I said, yes, absolutely. And because I know my brother uh, and he knows people, I've had the opportunity to be in really cool, amazing rooms as a part of it. I've been able to walk through many amazing doors. But even more than that, when I said yes to Jesus, the doors that he has opened in my life, the doors that he has closed in my life has been way more better than that could ever give me. You know, it's fun because the world, what it does, it does bring about these amazing things and, and things that, that sometimes are good and maybe other times that are bad. But what I've always realized with Jesus in my life is that he's opened the doors that have been meant for me. But not only that, I've helped dis, has helped me discover the amazing promise that lies inside of him when we say yes to his mission. And so today I wanna talk about Kind of two different doors, okay? There's the ones, the doors that are for us, and then there's the doors that kind of confuse us. And so those are the doors that are like, am I, is this, is God closing this for me? Or is it, or, or am I forcing this open? Am I trying to force this closed, whatever? And so those are the ones that are confused. But let's start off with Revelation chapter three, verse 20, where it says, here I am, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and then they with me. So again, even Jesus himself is using this imagery of doorways, of doors being presented. And he says, hey, if I stand at the door, I am, I'm knocking at your door. Would you open it for me? And so again, he provides salvation through the doors of opportunity, through the doors that he has opened for us. But what door has God opened for you that you need to walk through? That's our question here today. What is the door that God has opened for you that you say, you know what, I need to walk through? Or perhaps maybe you're delaying it too. Come on, if we were going to be honest, some of us would say, you know what, I've delayed that. And, and I've heard the saying, uh, uh, delayed obedience is disobedience. That is true, okay? When God asks you to do something, you don't say, oh, I'm going to wait for that later. But instead say, you know what, move on it now. Because if you don't move on it, that's delayed disobedience. I'm a parent, okay? I'm a parent of two wonderful little girls. The youngest one is six months, so I can't really do anything to discipline her yet. But my oldest is two years. And if I ask her to do something, I want her to do it right away. But if she doesn't, what is she doing? She's disobeying me. So I hope that kind of makes connection, that, that, that brings it about. But why are we delaying this? Is it uncertainty? Is it because maybe you've tried it before and it just hasn't worked? Is it because, well, oh, you know what? I'm just not ready for that. Is it because you don't want to give up your comfort? Is it because you don't see the need? Is it because maybe you lack the faith? Or maybe... Maybe more than all those things, it's because you lack the understanding of who God is and what he's able to do in your life. And so I hope that today we're able to, again, just learn a little bit more that God is a God of opportunity. In fact, he is the God that knows our story. Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, plans to not harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. So what is stopping us, all of us, you, 
from walking through the doors that God has opened? What is stopping us? When God has opened the door of destiny, expect the enemy to come after you. Expect the enemy to come after you. And that might be why our life for some of us has been so hard. Not because God himself or the, the presence of the Holy Spirit has removed himself from you, but because you are an active force that the devil is trying so actively to keep you from what God has called you to do. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's just that. Or perhaps that life that God, is, uh, God has for you is so great. And again, it's so intimidating that the devil, the enemy, wants to keep you from it. So if God doesn't want you to go through your door, what is he going to do? He's going to close it. He is. He will close it. But until then, I'm going to ask us to do this. Keep walking towards what makes sense to you. That, 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 that fits within your vision that you're, that you're drawn through with prayer and through the study of his word. So when you get close enough to this, you know what he wants and you know what doors you need to walk through. But again, you want this God's way. His, uh, his way, which is God's way. You don't want it Zeus's way. You don't want it Tasha's way. You don't want it your way. You want it God's way. Because if you were to be honest for the people who maybe have journeyed with God for, a, for, a, for many seasons already, you would say, you know what? I've noticed that the moments and the times that I've been disobedient, that those are the moments that I've probably struggled the most because I forced open a door that wasn't meant for me. Or maybe the second question is, are you trying to walk through someone else's door? And you're asking yourself, why is this not working? Because you are so desperately trying to walk through someone else's door. Your purpose was to walk through the doors that God has created for you, for us. And again, for a lot, a lot of us, that looks different. You know, um, my wife, Tasha, she has a relative who uh, for the longest time has been trying to make it uh, famous as a musician for a longest time. And I think he's over 50 at this point. And in that time, what he's realized is he's tried to force open a door that was never meant for him. And as a result, he's lost just about everything. Most of his kids don't talk to him anymore. And he's still actively trying to pursue something that was not meant for him. But that's the reality of our world today, that if we're not careful, we will so strongly try to force open something that was really never meant for us. And so we don't ever want to miss that. So James chapter four, verse three, it says, even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what gives you pleasure. Man, that is, that is tough to hear though sometimes. Because again, being honest, if I was going to be honest, man, there's been times where I've asked for something that was not out of good intentions. It was out of my own selfish uh, needs. It was out of my own selfish desires. And I was asking all of this with all the wrong motives. And again, uh, you know, people think that social media, though, it's a black hole. If you're not careful, you're going to get there. As Pastor Dave says it, it's called mindless swiping. You know what I mean? You're just kind of sitting there. You're vicariously trying to live someone else's life and you think you're connected to them. But people think that, it's, uh, that, that social media is just a problem for the younger generation. It's not anymore. No. In fact, uh, psychologists, sociologists have all looked at this and said, no, this is a much bigger deal now. This is affecting a lot of us. And if we're not careful, we're going to get caught up in this idea of comparison, of, of linking self-worth with the amount of likes that we get or the amount of views that we get on something. And if we're not careful, we eventually start desiring doors, things that were never meant for us. And so again, this idea that perhaps 
we are forcing something open that God never intended for us is, is a real thing. And so I want to challenge us today to say, you know, where am I at? Where am I at with my calling? Where am I at with my desires that I want for myself? Are they desires that God has put inside of me? Or are they desires that I'm trying to forcefully force open? What doors are you barely leaving open, perhaps, that God has asked you to close? Seasons that you know you needed to close the door on. Perhaps it's a job for some of us. Perhaps some of you have, have been asked to leave a job that, that, that has been uh, hurtful to your family, that has been hurtful to you, that has been, uh, maybe that's not the place that God has called you to be, but you forcefully wanted to be there because the pay is good, the people are good, or this is good, and you've realized that no longer am I in mission. Or maybe, and I'm going to talk to uh, maybe the single people in the room or uh, the younger people in the room, perhaps you've held on to a boyfriend or girlfriend that was not meant for you. And let me just challenge you. Let me take you even a step further here. Maybe you've had a flirty relationship if you are married that you have no issue being in and you've left that door open. And let me tell you what, sin will entertain you and then it'll attack you. So be careful because again, God wants us, again, wants us to close these doors that were never meant for us. Perhaps we're entertaining and keeping a door open of a spirit of discomfort or because we feel like we need to be happy. In fact, I'm going to tell you this. Jesus did not come to make us happy. Jesus came to make us holy. So if we think, you know what, man, if I, if I follow Jesus, I'm going to be the happiest person. I'm sorry. I know people right now who are in this room, who have been in this room here today, that their life is crumbling down around them. But the only thing that keeps them going forward is their faith in Jesus. Says, I'm not called to be happy. I'm just called to be more like Jesus. And so I'm going to move forward. So again, this idea of comfort and happiness, it's not always the case. Now, I'll tell you what, it is amazing following Jesus. And most of the time I am happy because I have perspective and I know how to move forward. So grab the door for what it is and not for you, for what you want it to be, what you desire it to be, but rather saying, God, what do you have in this door? We don't ever cut corners either. I know it's easy to say, you know what, if I, if I find the shortcut, if I do this, I'm going to try to cut the corner. Perhaps you're doing something that is unmoral, unethical. I want to challenge you today. Drop that. Repent of it and, and move forward in a way that is holy and that is right. You know, I think of um, some of the things that really separate a lot of people, I think today, maybe even for the history of mankind, is people who practice integrity and is a person of character. It really is. I mean, that's the kind of people I want to surround myself around. You know what I mean? I think all of us do. We don't want to be around people who are fake. We don't want to be around people who are going to cut corners and different things. But we want to be around people who are going to be loyal and who are going to be there for us. And so for me, that's what I look. It's like, you know what? Let's be people that are, are full of integrity and that are not looking to cut corners. But you're saying, uh, some people will tell you, hey, guess what, Pastor Jesus? But nobody has to know. Nobody has to know that you did that. Guess what? But I will. I'll know that. And most importantly, the Holy Spirit knows that. So who am I really deceiving here? So you don't want a door that God does not meant for you. Some of us are, are so busy. Again, a lot of us, I've been here before. Some of us, are so, we're so busy trying to change our placement in our, in our lives. But what really God wants to do, he just wants to change our perspective. I find it interesting that some Sometimes, and, and again, being a pastor uh, just for the last few years and just even the experience that I've received in this time, uh, it's interesting um, how there will be a person that will pray for one thing in one season 
And then the next season, that's the reason why they're praying for other things. It's almost like, like, God, I want this. Give this to me. And then they were never prepared to handle the responsibility of what it meant to actually attain that doorway or attain that room. So again, we want to be very careful if we're asking for something. Because again, our, our Heavenly Father wants to give us good things. He really does. But we also got to know what we're getting ourselves into a little bit. Now, that doesn't mean you got to know everything. But we also understand, God, I'm willing to walk through this door knowing that it's going to cost me something. And I'm willing to pay the price. Whatever that price is, it's not always given. But again, it's going to require that season. It's going to require something from us. So you never want to get in a, in a situation where you're that. So again, don't try to force the door open without keeping the cost. But then there's the other side sometimes where we think, well, maybe God, is God closing this door or, or is this just spiritual opposition? First Corinthians chapter six, verse 19, it says, there is a wide open door for a great work here, although many will oppose me. So opposition is a reality. If you think just because I'm walking through a doorway or I'm walking through what God has for me, it's gonna be a cakewalk. It really it's not. Not necessarily all the time. Sometimes you'll find yourself without opposition, but sometimes it's going to require some faith. It's going to require a lot of prayer and moments that you have to fight through. Opposition and discomfort does not mean that you are doing something wrong. Perhaps you are at the center of what God's plan is for your life. So what is the gauge for me to know the difference? Well, James chapter four, verse three, it says again, what are my motives? And then how am I asking for this? Other times, God will close a door and open one in the direction that you were completely not expecting. And again, sometimes you got to expect the, the, the redirect. I remember, uh, and I share this just about every time because I, I love being able to share my story because it's the one story that I know the most about. It's my own. I've lived my life. And um, I, I remember my journey to get into this stage was not a journey that was easy, but it was a journey that required a lot of faith out of me. And again, my wife, Tasha, she journeyed with me in that time. She saw uh, moments where I knew I wanted to be a pastor, especially at a great church like River Valley. I, I mean, I, maybe you even know this, but I was attending River Valley Church before I was a pastor at River Valley Church. I love this place. I love the heart and the vision of our lead pastor. I love the heart and the vision of all of our pastors who are here and the people who are excited to do and to, to move God's kingdom forward. But I knew I wanted to be here and yet um, God had uh, opened up these doors. I thought God had opened up these doors in San Diego and in Milwaukee, my hometown, my, my wife's hometown in San Diego. And we thought, well, oh, man, here we go. We're going to be close to family. Uh, and then God closed those doors. But I'm like, okay, but I know I want to be at River Valley, but nothing was opening up. And at one point, an opportunity had opened up somewhere else. And then just like that, it was taken from under me. And I was crushed and I was hurt. And I was like, surely God has forgotten about me. And yet I realized something, and again, I'll, I'll get back to this, but there's a redirect that happened in my life. God, God wasn't necessarily trying to lead me on. He wasn't confused, like, oh, great. Um, yeah, so that's not available, Zeus. I don't really know what to tell you now. Uh, wow, did not see that one coming. Uh, let me try to figure something out. Um, okay, I got, no, it doesn't work that way. In fact, maybe God was trying to refine something in that season. In fact, maybe that position, in fact, I know this, that position that I wanted, guess what? I had a, uh, what I would call a very, I was way too confident. I don't know if I was, yeah, I was just way too confident. And I was like, God, if I get this, man, I'm, I'm going to crush it. I'm going to be amazing at it. It's going to be so good. And then six months later, 
God presents this at my door. And I remember being there and I'm like, uh, man, this is a dream come true, but I don't know if I could do this without you, God. And that's what he wanted me to get to. He wanted me to get to a place where I needed to rely on him and not on myself. And so again, the redirect, though, sometimes it's hard and you have to wait some time. Dr. Johnny said that this morning. I mean, a few years or about a year ago, you were ready to leave for Pennsylvania. This is a job. We're, we're excited. And then God closes the door. And I'm sure that wasn't an easy season for your family. And then now he's, it, it's got him to let up. And even this morning, sharing our first message. So God redirects. He's a, he's a guy that doesn't necessarily uh, catch you off guard. But sometimes we, we, we look at it as a redirect. Acts chapter 6, verse 10, or verse 16, starting with verse 6. It says, they went uh, to Pygaria. I don't even know how to say it. And then through the region of Galatia, the plan was to turn west into the Asia province. But the Holy Spirit blocked that route. So they went to Mysia and tried to go north to Bethania. But the spirit of Jesus went and let them go either. Proceeding on through Malaysia, they went down to the seaport of Troas. That night, Paul had a dream. And a Macedonian stood on the far shore and called across the sea, come over to Macedonia and help us. The dream, uh, the dream gave Paul his map. He went to work at once, getting things ready to cross over to Macedonia. All the pieces had come together and they knew for sure that God had called us to preach the good news to the Europeans. So again, sometimes we don't find it and we don't see it happening the way that we would like for it. But again, we also got to know that we got we to gotta, we gotta be okay with the redirect. Because perhaps God has something better for us in that season as he's had for me, as I hope that he's had for, for Johnny Granger, who again, if you don't know who he is, you need to get to know who he is. He's our Go Kids director. He's doing an amazing job with our kids, but he did that through their lives and he's done that through mine. And I'm sure you could probably think of moments in your life where God has tried to do or has done the same. So God is not confused by this. Rather, God is in the business of making a way. And if we were to look back at the nature and the character of God, you know, the metaphor is used many different times of God opening up ways for people to walk through. And then sometimes also closing ways for people not to walk through. But we see this in the example of bringing Jesus. Jesus was our open door. He is our opening to more. And, he, and God gave us Jesus. Or we look back even further over into the Old Testament when the Israelites were looking to be set free from captivity. And then there they are. They, they're at the Red Sea. And they couldn't cross. And what God do? He opened a way for them. And so God is in the business of making a way. Psalm chapter 37 verse 4 says, Take the light in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And so here's something that I find really cool about this passage and really amazing about this passage. It says, Take the light in the Lord and, and, he will give you the desires of your heart. It doesn't say it the other way around. It says uh, he will give you the, the desires of your heart by taking, uh, by taking delight in the Lord. But rather he says, no, no, first, as you give yourself over to God, as you become more like God, as you, be, as you get to journey with him and you, you understand his character, more of you will become like him and perhaps your desires will change. Perhaps your thinking is different and that's okay. And that's incredible. Matthew chapter seven, verse seven, it says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find knock and the door will be open. Again, God wants good things for us. Luke chapter 11, verse nine, it says, and so I tell you, keep on asking and you receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the doors will be open to you. It's not just important that you uh, get to your door, but you want to, again, as we've already learned, we want to get there the right way. 
Um, we, if you remember the story of Abraham, he wanted a child so bad. And so he kind of cut corners to get there and it caused a lot of confusion and a lot of hurt. Again, you want to get there the right way. And the same thing with Jonah, if you're keeping up with soap, which is our, uh, Bible devotional plan that we do as a, as a church. And it's two chapters every day, but we read about Jonah's story just recently and how he tried to uh, seriously flee from God's calling on his life. And yeah, God got found his way. Again, you don't want to cut corners because again, you don't want to make God force you into a place where you need to be, you want to be obedient to that. Because when you're forced into that, sometimes that's, the, that's when it was really hard. But when you're obedient, you have the right mind, you have the right perspective, you know what it takes to get to where you need to be. So the question remains, how do I know? How do we know? How all of us know which door to take and which not to take? Uh, I was reading an article uh, and a, 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 an excerpt from, uh, her, her name is Cindy McMiniman. I think that's how you say her name, Crosswalk Magazine. But she says this, just because an opportunity presents itself and it looks appealing doesn't necessarily mean it is from God. And likewise, just because your open door looks like a little uncertain doesn't mean you shouldn't walk through it. The key is knowing how to discern if an opportunity is really an open door from God. I don't want to miss those open doors because I was afraid to walk through them. But I also don't want to take every opportunity that comes along, assuming that it is from God's hand and his blessing uh, and, and as his blessings are attached. So here are three ways. Again, this is a practical side. So if you keep your notes, here are three ways to know whether God is opening one door. So the first thing is the door that God opens will never, ever contradict his word. It will never contradict through. If you're thinking, oh, well, I should do this. And guess what? If it leads you to sin, and it's, a, it's a thing that you're going to sin. That's not a God's open door. You, are, you, are de- you have been uh, deceived into thinking that. So never think that way. In fact, if it's, oh, well, God is asking me to take this job. Uh, well, if that job uh, contra- uh, keeps you from, uh, say, being at church and being with other body of believers and keeping you and pulls you in a way that you are consistently drawing yourself away, I don't know if that's from God. And the second thing she says, the door that God opens will be accompanied by confirmation. She says that there are, uh, that there are maybe two or three witnesses, good Christian friends that will conform, confirm you, confirm to you through their own wisdom and prayer that that is the right choice. That's why I think that's the power of asking for prayer. That's why I love being able to invite our prayer teams forward at the end of service because again, they don't, they're not just here to, they're, they're, not, they're not trying to counsel you, but perhaps God may lay a word on their hearts to say, you know what? If you are praying for something, if you're praying for an open job, if you're praying for an opportunity and a door that you are asking for, perhaps they can give you a word and say, you know what? I believe that's from God. Again, it's not fortune telling. It's far from that. It's rather saying, you know, God, we are conduits to what God wants to do through us. And so if God lays a word on us, that's why it's important, again, to pray and ask friends for prayer. Hey, would you keep us in prayer? Would you do this? And, and, and I'm surely, surely God is wanting to do a good thing in you. The third thing is the door that God opens will require that you depend on him. Again, we've already learned that from my own personal experience that I shared up here is that I've been in that position where I was like, God, I don't, uh, I, I know, I, I don't know if I could do this. Well, it's like, that's where I want you to be because now you're relying on me. And she says here um, that God will not give us something that will draw us away from him. Like, um, like the above example of a job that would take us away from a regular worship. It may be hard and it may stretch us, but it won't be something that will beat us down or draw us away from God. It needs to be hard and out of your comfort zone in a good way, a way that leads us to lean on God. So perhaps God wants to change your room to change your capacity, but you're afraid to step through that door. We have people 
who will, who are maybe are like me a little bit. It's like, oh, well, there's a will, there's a way. We're going to make it happen, right? But people, there's also people who will lose their way, just stop being short from going through God's purpose. And I was thinking about this. What's a modern day kind of uh, fun example of this? It's almost like an automatic door. We've all been through one, right? In order for that door to open, what do you got to do? You got to walk to it, right? You got to walk to it. So maybe from the distance, you're thinking that door is closed. That door is not for me. I don't know if God's really put that on my heart. Well, hey, guess what? Just explore it. Go to it. And let God do the rest. And perhaps it's an automatic door that God has opened for you. When a door or suffering opens, it's an opportunity for unbelievers to witness God at work in us. And rather than fleeing, respond in such a way that draws people to you. Uh, just a month ago, um, some of you are maybe familiar with this uh, Cindy Breen. Uh, she is an attender at our campus. She's uh, just over 40 years old and she is battling, um, she's battling cancer right now. And her and her parents, and she's, she's a single woman, so her parents are right there by her side. And, and uh, really to kind of get into their world, I said, you know what, like I, um, let me come to a doctor's appointment with you. I, I, I want to I I I hurt with you guys. I want to just say, oh, I'm going to pray for you. But I'm like, no, no, invite me into your world. And so just about a month ago, I, I went there and we we're at the Methodist Hospital Cancer Center there. And talk about a hopeless place. Being in a waiting room of people who basically doctors said, hey, you got an expiration date on your life. Six months. Six months. And it's over. But Cindy Breen doesn't believe that. She's like, if God were to take me in six months, well, that's his, his thing. But until that thing, I'm not going to let my suffering and my hurt or even my disease that I have on me deter me from sharing the gospel with Jesus or with, uh, sharing Jesus' gospel with people. And she did that. There was one lady who, again, she, you could tell she didn't want to hear it. But Cindy, she didn't care. She's like, oh, what do I got to lose at this point, right? But she shared it. And she was faithful. So if you're close enough to a door, it also means you're close enough to knock on it. And again, it's, his word says just knock. Knock. Because what if? What if God does open those doors for us? What if we can't really see that they're open until we actually get close to them? What if we take a few steps forward in faith and only then God will open the door? What would it look like? What would the church, again, what would the miniaturistic campus look like if we all lived that way? There would not be an empty suit in this, uh, seat in this room. In fact, we'd have to find different ways to accommodate people coming through our doors or coming, again, we're not the, in fact, I'm not even, I don't even want to limit this just to our church or our campus. There are many different areas and places that can accommodate someone who is looking for Jesus, churches in our community. And so again, God is a God of open door. What would the church look like if we said yes to his call? Can we just stand? I'll pray. Jesus, I thank you 
I thank you that you are Lord and that you are Savior and that you are there with us, God. I thank you that we are a part of a church that is beginning to understand. And for a lot of us, maybe we already get it. But Lord, I pray that it would never be about just an introspective work, but God, how you are working outside of us and how you are moving through us, God, that we would never look at an opportunity uh, that you have opened and be afraid of it. But God, also that we would never look at an opportunity that we know that you've closed the door, that we're not asking for it, but rather that we'd be content knowing that you have something better for us. So Lord, I pray a blessing over every single person in this room, every single person, from the first person, from the person who's been here for the first time to the person who's been here many times. God, be the king of our lives, reign in our lives, and help us to make a difference in the world around us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen.